Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. This is the Bride Chiller podcast coming from an unconventional location. Where are we, right husband Richard? We're on the road. We're on the road. We're on a tour. But we're stranded. We're stranded on the road, not as glamorous as it sounds. Where, how, well, oh, where do we start with what we've been doing? We've been at a lovely wedding in France, in the south of France. South of France, the which, Mediterranean. Which sounds a lot more glamorous than just France. And uh, Alicia and Kirk got married over the weekend. We flew to the south of France. We were very excited. And then uh, we were getting ready to leave. We were actually on a beach. This, this, Actually, this is not a sober story because people are going, shut up. Shut up. It's 30 degrees of sun shining. You're on a beach. And we get a text from the uh, our airline saying, yeah, we've cancelled your flight. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and, Jerks. Yeah, look, it's due to an air traffic control strike. I don't want to get political. But, you know, in France, people... French do strike a lot. They like a strike. They like a strike. But people only work 35 hours a week in France. Oof, Oof. I said it. (laughs) However, we have been in limbo uh, for the past two days because they basically said, this is, we're recording this on Wednesday. We were supposed to be home yesterday. And then they said, you can go home on Saturday, which sounds just delightful. But also, we have jobs to go to. I've got to work. Got to work. It got to work. So we've been gallivanting all over the country, driving, trying to get to airports that will fly us out. And I think we're going to succeed tomorrow. So when you're listening to this... We shall see. Hopefully we will be on a plane. It is the Bride Chiller podcast. I'm Alicia and you, the man's voice here is Richard, my dear, dear husband. Yes. Who loves to be recorded. He will be my (laughs) co-host on the very uh, soon-to-be-released Significant Other a podcast yes. about relationships and stuff. Stuff. We need to get a better tagline for it, but maybe that's actually a good tagline. Mm, let's let's workshop that. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about travelling. One of the things we're talking about in Significant Other, and I don't want to give too much of it away, is my reluctance to get to an airport early. Yeah. We have very different views on the appropriate time to arrive at an airport. Yeah, you're you're quite cavalier with your approach to timing. Mm. Whereas I am much more cautious. And, I was and tr- sensible. Yes, that is well well yeah. Well yes. actually that's true. You are the sensible one of the team and I'm fine. Every team needs some sort of sensibility and then you just need the idiot that's like, let's do it now. Let's go. So I was thinking about wedding planning and about how we can sometimes be a little, let's do it later. And I think I actually, we reversed roles when it came to our wedding planning, maybe, because uh, I became quite detailed focused. And you were like, let's just book the big things in and let's do the other little things later. Do you remember that? Uh, it was quite a while ago now. Yes, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Well, because we, this is almost like an extension of the Groom Chiller Week thing. I was thinking a little bit about how grooms... Gosh, thanks for the feedback, by the way. We got some really good Groom Chiller Week feedback, listeners. Uh, if I had access to my normal things, I would be reading out tweets and stuff. But we are literally recording this on a tiny little hand mic, so it's, it's not <laughs> as sophisticated as normal. But um, I was just thinking a little bit about the attention to detail, because one of the points, and I will, you'll remember, you'll know I'm talking about you, lovely le- reader, 
listener. <laughs> oh my God. But someone sent me an email and just said, yes, Groom Chiller Week was great, but my groom is interested in the big ideas, and it did make me think of you, dear Richard, yep. uh, but not necessarily in the smaller details. He doesn't care about the little things. And I thought that was an interesting point because some of us think about, I don't know, I, I, I know I was very visual in thinking about um, the details of how a table would look. And I know I go on about going, who gives a fuck about napkins? But I had an idea about what I wanted, what I saw our room to look like and stuff. And I know that some people aren't as detail focused or can't imagine, not can't, don't, that's not how their brain works perhaps. Mm. Although you are quite a, Obviously, you, Rich, is an architect in, in IRL, in real life. You are a, an image person. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to cast my mind back. I, I, I remember we discussed uh, candles quite a bit. Did we? Yeah, yeah. we saved the glass jars for like a year oh, and a half. Oh, yeah, we bloody saved the jars. We saved, uh, in Australia, they call it passata jars. It just might be tomato sauce. Not like ketchup, but a pasta sauce. It feels like we're speaking six different languages. Everyone calls this thing a different thing. We'd found a brand of jar, a sauce, that had quite an intricate pattern yeah. in the glass. Yeah. Sort of by accident. So we bought lots of it and ate lots of it. God, we ate a lot of pasta sauce that year. And then brought all of those jars to the wedding. Brought or bought? Brought. Yeah. Uh, we did. <laughs> Actually, that was true. We did have a focus on, on, on collecting those things, but... Just in response to you, lovely listener, who I will find out your name and acknowledge you in the show notes, um, I think it's interesting that you, I think you need to embrace uh, people's skills and focuses and whether that is if you are the person that sees the little details and wants to make sure they're all done, then that's your job. Just make it happen. doesn't mean that your partner has to necessarily be as focused and interested on those specific details if that's not their thing. Maybe they're really good at rallying the troops or they're really good at doing bloody Google Docs or something. I just think there's finding a balance in, in allocating tasks so you don't feel like you're a one-man band because it shouldn't be. No, definitely not. So I hope that uh, Groom Chiller Week helped some of you realise that you know, if you have a partner that doesn't seem as focused, it helped you maybe find a way to communicate and find out what they want to do because that's part of the deal. It's part of the deal, man. It's a really big part of the Team. deal. Yeah. Now, you're going off, aren't I'm you? I'm going off, yes. Rich is going to explore. We are staying. Last bit about us, and then it's all about you. We So we're in Marseille, which is a big sort of – it's a city, isn't it? Yeah. City yeah, yeah. in the south of France. And this is where we were stranded, quote-unquote. And Rich remembered that there was a beautiful uh, building by the architect Le Corbusier. And thank you. Mm, I just got a little good. nod of approval then. And it was a uh, built in 1952 and it was a social housing experiment. Am I getting it all right? Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful big block of apartments basically and it's very trendy and you can have a little tour around and we had booked a crappy motel somewhere to stay the night because we thought the airline's paying for it. And we came here for a tour and then we realised you could book a room to stay in this building. And we're like, fuck this, we're staying in the building. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Small room, small bed. Very small room. The smallest bed we have ever slept in as a couple. It was like, I felt like if you were boyfriend and girlfriend sleeping over like in college or in high school or something. Yep. And yep. you had to sleep in a single bed. Maybe a king single. I think it's a king single. But we both slept like mummies. Because we didn't want to, we were like, we don't want to, even though we're used to our king size bed at home. 
<laughs> so we're like, we don't want to encroach on each other's space too much. So I think we slept very sensibly. So you're going to go explore the building while I record this Thursday's Friday Quickie. Enjoy. Thank you. Right, we need to get to the voice messages. Lots on the plate today. First up, it is Olivia. Hi, Alicia. It is Olivia here from London. And I wanted to get in touch because, well, it's been a while since I've been in touch, first of all. You have helped me such a lot since last February when I got engaged both directly and also through your um, podcasts, your uh, tri-weekly podcasts. Can I say that? Tri-weekly? Does that work? Um, Yeah, they've just been brimming with advice and helpful solutions and a refreshing perspective. Um, This whole, you know, journey uh, towards being married and that has been just really awesome. So thank you. Um, I, I also just wanted to get in touch to say I really love this idea of the post-wedding podcast. Um, it sounds great. And I mean, so my fiance and I are getting married in a church actually in July. And we had to have this meeting with the vicar, which I was a bit nervous about, but um, no, it was fine. And she suggested we go to marriage school which at first, I mean, we were sort of giggling a bit at this idea of going to marriage school. However, we were soon put in our place because we went along and to be honest, it was really lovely to have some dedicated time to think and discuss actually what turned out to be quite sensible, practical um, thoughts around the idea of being married and, and, and or you know, just being in a in a long term committed relationship. Um, it wasn't actually very much about God at all. I don't think she mentioned God once, which was, uh, we hadn't expected that. And it was really, really useful. So um, the idea of a podcast from you and, and, and from your lovely husband, Rich, um, you know, sort of giving your listeners that that sort of experience through our ears. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that just sounds like something... Um, it's really, really helpful and quite practical. And of course, also, it thinks, I'm just imagining I've really been loving the wedding build up. And, um, you know, part of then getting married, you might think, oh, no, I have to stop. You know, all the wedding stuff just stops and the wedding planning thing just stops. And I've heard that that can be a bit of a, a, a shock. But again, if you know, if, if, we, if we have your lovely second podcast to listen to, I suppose potentially, I don't know if I would feel like that, but potentially if there was any post-wedding, ah, it's all over. Your uh, dulcet tones will keep me going uh, into uh, the early, early stages of marriage. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say love that idea. Um, and yeah, I'll definitely have a think about, you know, some, some, some helpful topics, but I'm sure you just have stacks and lists, um, endless lists of, uh, good ideas already for it. Cause I think it's, it's a real gem of an idea. Well, thank you, Olivia, for your lovely comments. But I also wanted to uh, not necessarily talk about me and our podcast. I wanted to acknowledge what a great, uh, well-phrased statement you made in that in that in that message about the idea of talking about your marriage beforehand. You know, we do speak a lot on the podcast about you know planning the relationship side of things more than the aesthetic. If you want the aesthetic information, go to Pinterest, basically. But I think it's really important to talk to your partner, whether this be in a church environment or a, a, a non-church environment. I was just going to say a neutral 
non-God related environment, just about the expectations of your relationship in the marriage itself. And if you can find a counsellor or someone else, a third party to go along and have a session with, I think that is a really important step in the wedding planning process that so many people don't do. And if you're both going into it with the same ideas about what you want to achieve, or if you're going into it and saying, well, this is what I'm hoping the relationship will be, and but I've got different ideas, then to try and find a path that you can both walk together in a way that's going to help the relationship, not hinder it. So I'm so glad, Olivia, that you mentioned that and that you had a successful time with your church. I mean, I I have no problem. I mean, listen, who is it me? Who is it for me to judge where you go for your premarital counselling? But I do think people should explore it uh, and really take advantage if it's offered to you. And look, if you go to a minister or something who doesn't know jack shit about life, you have a laugh for an hour and move on. But if it's something that you take seriously, and as Olivia said, maybe it's something that. You, you know, isn't necessarily deep, deeply involved in religion. Maybe you're into religion. No judgment. Do whatever you want. But if it's about working together as a team and maintaining a strong, healthy relationship, then that cannot be a bad thing. I'm really happy that you mentioned that because I don't think we talk about that enough. And I will say that my beautiful friend, Dr. Lindsay Beerer, who's going to be on Significant Other, our other podcast, talks a lot about the benefits of premarital counselling from a psychological point of view as well and just maintaining expectations and setting goals together early on can make the difference when it comes to getting to challenging times because as much as I'd like to say it's all sunshine and roses we can't control a lot of the elements in our lives that then come to times that will challenge us so I'm not just talking about how we feel about each other it's about external situations it can be mental health it can be jobs it can be families stuff will happen to all of us that we're going to have to deal with and whether it's in the wedding planning phase or 10 years down the track if we are equipping ourselves with the skills and the communication facilities to to handle that then we're going to be stronger and we're going to stay together and we're going to make it work or we're not either way. So thank you, Olivia, for mentioning that. I will actually, I'd like to um, to say we, we, I've recorded an episode with Dr. Lindsay Beer about this topic. It's coming up in a couple of weeks um, and I'm really looking forward to hearing and sharing some of her ideas about what you can talk about, especially in the stressful times when you're planning a wedding. We get a little caught up with it all and sometimes I know I get so many emails and and voice messages where they people say oh god I've barely spoken to my partner about something that's not a wedding so you know so I think we can get wrapped up in it all and then you get to the day after the wedding and you go oh hello I'm I'm Alicia nice to meet you I just married you and now we need to do things other than weddings and again Olivia I know a lot of people suffer from the post wedding blues some people take the piss out of it and say that doesn't exist I actually think that when you are so wrapped up in planning something. And I've, I've likened this before to when you're doing a play or a performance or you've got some sort of big thing on in your life that has taken over every waking hour of your existence, that it can be a bit of a jolt to the system when you stop doing it. When your nights are not filled with planning seating arrangements, moving money around, uh, figuring out which family members will be attending and which are obligation guests, it can be pretty full on. So when all of a sudden 
you've gotten hitched, it's gone fabulously, and you are moving on with your lives, a little bit confronted by the fact that it's not there anymore. And uh, I know a lot of people will be a bit of a Debbie Downer for a while, and that is perfectly normal, absolutely normal. So I think it's very, uh, it's very, well, it's just part of the process, but It's important to remember all of the good times and projects and fun things you're going to be doing together. And if you are feeling a little bit like you might be suffering from post-wedding blues, then just log on and uh, very soon you can subscribe to Significant Other and you can hear all of the relationshipy stuff that we're hoping to cover in the podcast. Again, like Olivia said, if you have a topic or theme that you would like us to cover, just let us know. Visit thebridechiller.com and you can get more information there. This is a quick, quick message to update you on the decisions that I've made based on your wonderful advice. So, first piece of advice you gave me was with regards to remembering loved ones. I got in touch many moons ago with regards to my dad and also my fiancé's dad, um, who both passed, both passed away. And we wanted a way of remembering them in a way that was meaningful to us, but not overwhelming with emotion on the day, which, you know, there inevitably will be emotion there. I know I can already feel in these, there's there's sort of two more months to go, or just under two more months, and I can feel every day, it sort of feels like that emotion's building a little bit. I know it's going to be there, and I just want to acknowledge it in a gentle way for us both. So... What we did, what we've done, the decision is, um, before I enter the church, my mum and my fiancé's mum are both going to go up to the front of the church and light a candle to represent our dads and their presence or absence, however you wish to see it, there with us on that day. Now, no words or announcements are going to be made about this. This is a quiet moment for just myself, my fiancé and our families. And that's the way we have... You know, we've we've thought about this, and that's the way we feel is going to mean the most to us um, and be the closest to our hearts. So then, when I come in, he's already there, and you know, it's lit, and it's just sort of it's just part of the moment rather than making it a moment in itself, which feels which feels right. So that was the first thing I wanted to thank you for and update you about. And then the second thing was with regards to putting the bride's voice out there because I got in touch with you saying, it's all these men and <laughs> I want to I wanna be heard too. Um, I want to get my, my, my perspective out there and, uh, hey, shall I be an MC at the wedding? To which you responded very wisely, no, that would probably be unwise. Um, so I listened to that took that on board and I've decided that I will indeed try and make a speech a teeny tiny one because that's really not um I have no experience in speech making public speaking um so I'm going to do a little quick one during the drinks reception and it's just in a garden outside hopefully if the weather's all right and I'm just gonna grab a chair or a bench and stand up there gather people around and say a few words uh you know about about stuff wedding stuff and uh, yeah I feel quite good about that decision so thank you again for your help on that one um yeah that was really it I think 
that I wanted to say to you. I don't mean to hound you with messages, but just wanted to let you know, you know, the impact that your podcast and your advice has had because no one in our families, you know, our parents haven't really been to weddings recently. All we have to go by our our, our friends' weddings, which are just beautiful, but we don't quite know where to begin with our own. So you, you have sort of been there um, every step of the way, <laughs> as cheesy as that sounds. You know, you really have, and I think it's important that you know uh, how your advice has impacted our decisions. Um, and I'm feeling pretty good about them. And I hope you are too. And uh, yeah, so carry on all your lovely work. Um, I'll still be here listening. And um, yeah, take care. Bye. A lovely message from Olivia. And I'm so happy that you have found ways to acknowledge your loved ones. This is one of the big questions that I receive. And I always struggle a little bit because it's hard to, well, it's hard to give advice to people you don't know in a very personal sense. Acknowledging people that are no longer here with us. Uh, whether they have not been with us for weeks or 20 years is a very big decision and I think it's a very personal decision. And this idea, Olivia, that you are going to light or your mums are both going to light the candle, I think that's a very emotive but very personal and, as you said, quiet way to acknowledge your dads and something you will all know without making, and dare I say, without making a hullabaloo with the utmost respect but I think I remember your message early on saying I don't want to lose my shit over talk you know my dad and uh you didn't say it like that obviously that's in a very Alicia term I don't lose my shit I don't want to be crying and feel upset on a day that's full of happiness and only you know how you're going to react emotionally um and it's very hard to know on your wedding day on any sort of day of heightened emotions how you will hold it or lose it, or you know, react to certain events. So, I think especially if someone has died that you were very close to, and it's still, you know, obviously a deep wound in your heart, then finding a way to acknowledge it without it then having the knock-on effect of upsetting you on a day that's really about joy and happiness and the future is very important. So. That's a lovely idea, and I'm so happy that you shared that, Olivia, because I know there are so many listeners out there who are in a similar, if not the same situation as you, and are looking for ways to acknowledge that beautiful person in their lives that will not be with them physically. But as you said, he will be there in your hearts and minds and memories, and that is a lovely thing. So thank you for sharing that, because I always love to share Bride Chiller suggestions and some of the best suggestions I receive are from you, lovely people. All right, more of the QA Thursday of the Bride Chiller podcast after this. I wanted to share an email with you from Shauna and Luke, Bride Chiller and Groom Chiller. Shauna mentioned a couple of weeks ago she was the very clever lady that said, Have we tried the website Thumbtack? Uh, and that was a website to find professional people in a similar way. It's sort of a crowd sharing, sourcing, funding, not, it's not a funding website at all, Alicia, you're a liar. It's where you find professional people to help you. So you might be looking for a masseuse, you might be looking for someone to fold a thousand paper cranes, who knows. She said, uh, I'm so glad that you found my advice helpful. I ended up going with a bartender off Thumbtack after our emails, but perhaps just before the last episode aired. Anyway, 
he has been wonderful to work with so far, and I suppose we will see if he's the real deal after the wedding, which is in nine days, she says in capitals. I'm besides myself with excitement. Picked up the dress this week, and it is perfect. Oh, I'm happy. To clarify, I wanted to say I also felt that Thumbtack is more for professionals than just rando helpers. She did say random, and I've said rando. Uh, Makeup artists, officiants, people who own small businesses or work for themselves in the associated field versus the uh, individuals that do DIY projects for you and such, which is more of a task rabbit thing. Very good point. But the company could tell you more for sure. Now, I have put an email into Thumbtack, and I'm waiting for their response. She says, I will look forward to being a bride chiller graduate someday, enjoying the bride process, but definitely ready for planning to be over soon. There are so many runs to, (laughs) there are only so many runs one can do to target in a week before you want to retire. Hugs from California and uh, thanks for the show, Shauna. Shauna, thank you for the show. I am, thank you for the show. What a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. Thank you for your email. And uh, I am so happy that Thumbtack has worked for you. And if you are using Thumbtack and you found someone, I'd like to hear because I love hearing about new systems to make your life easier. And uh, if that is using something like a, a website or some sort of app that I can share with other bride chillers, then that would be great to be able to share that to, uh, to spread the word. I want to send a big thanks to all of those uh, lovely people who have purchased new Bride Chiller and Groom Chiller merch. I am loving the new branding, Sick, as we would say in Australia. It's really bright and colourful. I think it's much more fun. Uh, I love my old branding, don't get me wrong, but this is fun. It's crazy, it's colourful. I've also got, someone asked for caps, like trucker caps, coming. Uh, I've done an order. I wanted to check they're going to be embroidered embroidered don't know how I think it's embroidered Uh, but I wanted to order a couple of samples to make sure that what I am selling to you is good I always try and check everything order little you know things to wear around the house (laughs) and uh, it is coming so I just wanted to let you know if you're after caps I thought they might be cool for hen's days or bachelorette's days as you would see in America Um, I'm ordering the caps and they're coming so just hold the front door Let's see what happens soon. But thank you to all of those people who have purchased merch. It really helps us out. It's nice just to see people wearing the stuff. It's great. When you tag me on social media, I do little squeals. And if I'm in an office environment, it's embarrassing but exciting because I sit there and I go, that's my stuff. I made that. They are spreading the bride chiller word. And then I have to keep it down low and keep it cool because I'm in a professional, I'm using air quotes here, environment where they don't know I'm running. My side business at the same time. Oh, wow. There it is. Okay. Time for one last voice message. Hi, Alicia. My name is Talia. I'm calling from LA. I am recently engaged, so I'm really glad that I found your podcast. Um, My question is to do with bridal parties. So I have two best friends that I would probably consider for a maid of honor, except that drunk Talia told her one best friend about a year ago that she should be her maid of honor. And um, now I'm kind of wondering if I jumped the gun a little bit. Um, I've known that friend for about three years, and I love her, and she's definitely you know, someone I would definitely consider. Drunk Talia wasn't making a bad choice. But my other best friend I've known for about 10 years, and um, 
you know, there's just, I'm sure a lot of people have this problem where you grow up with somebody, but then you've got your friend that's a little bit more in your life now and it's tough. So, um, my idea was instead of doing the two maid of honor thing was to maybe not rank anybody and instead call them all maids of something. So like maid of celebration and maid of merriment and is that silly? What do you guys think? Like, I just want to know if I should just suck it up and let that one friend do it. Uh, I don't, I just don't want to step on anyone's toes and I want everyone to have fun and to skip the whole middle school friendship drama part. But I'm very curious to know what your suggestion is or if my idea is silly or not. All right. Well, thank you and keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Okay. Firstly, no ideas are silly in the bride chiller world. I am pro all ideas, Millie. Talia, I think this is a really nice solution to the drunk Talia promises because I also make drunk Alicia promises and I am, I think I'm over generous and I really need Rich here. He's gone to look at the building so I can't ask him this question but I get really excited when I have a couple of special grape wines and uh, I will be very enthusiastic about plans. I get very enthusiastic about making commitments to go on holidays. I promise people that I will go to events that I have no interest in going to. I don't know. This is just one of this. Actually, this would be a good significant other things that your your partner have promised uh, has promised when they're drunk. But I totally hear you, and especially when it comes to things like yes, 